Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast. Today's topic, how to handle agendas in a meeting, part two of two. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and welcome back. Today, we finish up last week's conversation on how to prepare and handle an agenda in a large meeting or training. Last week, we covered what to do in advance of the meeting, and today we cover what to do immediately before the meeting, and then how to present during the meeting itself. Now, before we go on, a couple of notes. First, for those of you who purchased the premium product, we have a couple of enhancements. The premium content documents, the show notes, and the slides are now available in an RSS feed that you can add directly to iTunes itself. No more paging through over 100 shows and right-clicking 100 times to save all the documents down to your hard drive. All the content can now be delivered to you immediately as it becomes available. Not only do we have the documents feed available for the premium content, it's available for the interview series as well, for those of you who purchased the annual membership and got that for free. I think you'll find this very helpful and wanted to mention it here for those of you who don't regularly go to the website. For instructions on how to get the feeds, just go to the website, www.managertools.com. Second, thanks to you, Manager Tools won the Best Business Podcast at the Podcast Awards again this year. Needless to say, Mark and I are thrilled about the honor. For all those who went and voted, we are most appreciative. As a way of saying thanks, we can now only commit to working even harder to deliver more value each week. And rest assured, we're completely committed to doing so. So let us know how we're delivering on that promise over the next several months. Yes, like you're doing with your own organizations, feel free to hold our feet to the fire as well. Okay. All right. With that, let's get on with today's show. So now that we've covered what to do in advance, let's mm-hmm. talk about what to do right before, starting with right. posting the agenda where everyone can see it. Yes. This is where I think uh, agenda preparation can really make you shine and the meeting can become a lot more effective. By posting the agenda where everybody can see it, and, and of course, why would you why would you do a flip chart if, if it wasn't? I, I suppose you could put the, a flip chart in the back so you could look at it and not everybody else. But look, by posting where everybody can see it, you're helping both you and the audience keep track of time and keep track of where they are relative to the agenda. Yeah. Like I said earlier, uh, we don't want people to know how badly we're doing. So we, we don't uh, we don't we, we, we become uncomfortable with putting the yeah. agenda up there. Bad, yeah. bad, bad reasoning. Yeah, exactly. People man, manage to say themselves, I, 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 want, I want to keep it secret, and then I'll have slack when I need it, and I'll know when I have slack to, to push something or to take more time if somebody wants to. You know, I, w- I want places in my head where I can make up lost time. And, and as you say, we don't want people knowing how badly we're doing. Look, look, if you have an agenda, don't you want to get through it? Putting it up for all to see, even though it's a risk, people think it's a risk. Um, believe me, in my entire experience, the moment you post the agenda, everybody, or virtually everybody, buys in. Every once in a while, you get somebody who doesn't buy in because they look and say they don't get as much time for their pet project. But the vast majority of people in a meeting, the moment you post it, immediately start thinking, aha, I know how I can help this meeting get done on time. 
Um, so putting it up for everybody to see increases the chances that the audience is actually going to help you achieve your goal of getting through everything on your agenda. Yeah. And sometimes you even put the agenda in multiple places. Oh, yeah. Look, sometimes in order for everybody to see the agenda easily, you'll have to post it more than once. It's, and look, it's worth it. Um, don't make people crane their necks. Yeah, it takes an extra minute or two. Once you've written out the first one, then you have to write out another one. And there have been, oh, there's got to have been 500 hotel nights in my life where I was on the floor getting down, writing uh, in multiple colors. Um, you've seen me do it many, many times. Yep. Um, writing out agendas and then writing out a second one for the left side of the wall, the right side of the wall, depending upon how big a room we're in. Um, and by the way, we do recommend posting it on a wall rather than posting it on a flip chart and taking up a flip chart, which is movable. And, and, um, you could use that to write on while well, you, you can move that around rather than you having to go to a wall. You don't want to post the agenda on a flip chart and then have to write on something on the wall, which might be very likely further away from everybody. Um, and then writing it on a flip chart and flipping it over later. Oh yeah. Exactly. The whole purpose. <laughs> yeah. <even> that, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I've done that too. I put it on flip chart and then, uh, Flipped it over and people, people start saying, well, where are we, where are we supposed to be? And you can actually, if, if you do a lot of meetings, you can actually feel it when people don't know whether or not they should be continuing to dive into a discussion or whether they should be backing off because we don't have, and I know there are people who are saying right now, well, wait, wait, what, what if we really have energy and we want to talk for the next two hours about that? Well, how nice. <laughs> this is not a debating society. We have to make choices about what's important and how much time it takes. And if we don't invest some time, if we don't learn how to be smart about using our time effectively, we're never going to get done. We're never going to make priorities. Everything's going to be equal priority. And, and then the things that are most valuable will get less of our time and will become less profitable in the long run. And we, don't, and we won't learn how to get better. Yeah. yeah but before we go on, let me, let me ask you a question because I know everybody's thinking this. How does posting an agenda make everyone help? I don't get that. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I think technically you can say it's, it's not it's not a cause immediate cause and effect. Um, it has been my experience, my overwhelming experience. It is true. Look, what we know about meetings is everybody wants to finish on time. Okay, they start not contributing when the time is getting close. In fact, people will tell you if you, if I think, I think if you look at the forums, you'll find people saying, yeah, people start bailing out of my meetings five, 10, 15 minutes before the end. Um, for stuff that isn't the, this various people's pet projects, they're going to contribute less to ensure that their agenda item gets it fair shake. If, if you, say we've got 15 minutes for that. Everybody knows they got 15 minutes. Any adult knows how much then they're willing to fall on their sword and how much they need to, to, to contribute. And that means sometimes they're not going to contribute at all because they want their time, their agenda item to get as much time. They don't want to give the first agenda item a half an hour and then discover their agenda item doesn't get any. Um, by the same token, if you've been talking for 45 minutes, somebody is not at the last minute saying, okay, I, I just need to start this all over again. Even if they are, even if you think, wait, I know somebody who actually would raise their hand and say, you know, I just need to really go over it all again. Then everybody in the audience can say, not just the facilitator, you don't have to be the bad guy. Everybody in the audience will say, hey, thanks, Reg, but we can't do that. You know, we got 25 things to do here. We appreciate it. Put it in the parking lot. We'll come back to it. But no, we're going to move on right now. Yeah, it, it does work. Yeah. If people's uh, self-interest takes over. 
Yeah. And, and, and they, they have dual self-interest, right? They may have a pet project or something particular they're interested in, but they also have their own time to guard against. And and every time we talk about meetings, people are like, yeah, they start late, they finish late, we don't get anything done. You could do a couple of these. You start finishing, starting on time, finishing on time and getting everything done. People are going to be, wow, I like those kind of meetings. And I bet you within a month, if you ran four or five meetings this way and your directs were in them, pretty soon your directs, if they have meetings that they run, are going to start learning from you and start doing their meetings this way as well. Because they're going to say, wow, she gets it all done. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get too good at it because then you'll have a bunch of executives asking you to come run their meetings. And we know this because we get notes all the time from folks who've relayed this to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we, we, I, I can think of one particular client who said, can you just come and be the facilitator? It's my meeting, but man, I like it when you guys facilitate a meeting. And, and this executive is smart enough to know that there's a difference between us facilitating meeting and us training or coaching during that time. He said, look, you know, I, I love the training coaching. I don't really need that right now. What I need is for you to develop an agenda and crack the whip for me. Yeah. Now um, we'll send him and, to this podcast. And, yes, exactly. And, there you and go. then, yep. And here's, here's uh, the, the next one is something that I learned from you. I had never thought about before, which is putting uh, the agenda next to a clock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this is, um, it's a great technique. I got lucky enough. I was lucky enough to learn very early in my facilitation and media management career. Putting the clock up reinforces what your intent with the agenda is. It essentially says, look, here's the clock and here's the agenda. You've got, you essentially have the resource and the goal right there next to one another. Don't make it hard for people. It, it's the equivalent. It, we're running further away from the single PowerPoint slide shown for 30 seconds and then going away. We're actually going to double down our bat on the audience and use of time and what we have to get done. And let's make it easy. Plot. By the way, there's another good thing about using a clock is everybody's on the same time. That's less um, valuable than it used to be because everybody used to have – there are people who set their watches 10 minutes fast, right? And then they say, okay, we're out of time. And everybody's else is like, no, we, we have 10 more minutes. I always love those people who set their watches ahead. Um, and then, then immediately throughout the day, they end up subtracting 10 minutes from everything. <laughs> I, just I love that. But anyway, um, it's, it's less necessary than it used to be, but, but it is still a very bold move. Um, to have a clock, a battery-powered clock, which, by the way, you can buy at Walmart or most places. You can buy a battery-powered clock that's eight inches across, white face with black letters or black numbers for three fifty. Let's make it clear here, though, that we're we're suggesting that if you're going to run meetings, that you you actually go buy a clock and have it with you. Maybe yeah. maybe buy more than one clock. If sure. you're going to have multiple it, agendas, you might as well have yep. multiple clocks. Yeah. And, and and people have done it, and they said, well, wow, why does this meeting room have all the clocks? And I look and I say, uh, it doesn't. I put them up there. Where'd you get them? Mm, last night, Walmart. What are you going to do when they're done? Oh, I'm going to throw them away. <laughs> 350 I actually had one person say, you're going to bill us for it? <laughs> no, we're going to all have dinner tonight. It's going to be $1,000, so I won't bill you for the $3.50 clock. But But I'll tell you, you put the clock and the agenda up there, it energizes a group in a way people will actually sit down and they will turn to each other and go, no, we're not doing that. We're going to get through everything. We're going to get it done. And you will find people helping you crack the whip. And, and let me be clear about cracking the whip. I'm not suggesting that there aren't times when you have fabulous discussions going and you want to let them run. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, but the, but, but we're speaking to the vast majority of meetings that are happening today, which are sloppy, unprofessional, inefficient, and grossly ineffective meetings that we sit in, that Mike and I sit in that are not agendized, that aren't run professionally. There are times when I get up and leave because they're just so horrible. And, and it's one of the simplest things in the world to learn. It is one of the things that is widely not done. Uh, and it's a bit like, I'll never forget in the movie Disclosure where where Michael Douglas is, is accused of something. They're trying to get him out of the system, and um, uh, they're having problems with a production line in in Malaysia. And um, <clears throat> come to find out, the reason we have quality they have quality problems is because they stopped using using automatic chip handlers, and now they're having uh, uh, labor pushing in the chips into the motherboards with hand pressure, which is just awful. And it breaks and it creates all kinds of problems and everything. And it's like, well, and, and the executive, I think it Demi Moore played the role. The executive says, well, you just didn't understand that was a complex labor discussion. And, and uh, uh, you don't understand how much money we saved and how we needed to, to appease the Malay government or something like that. And, and, you know, anybody with any technology sense, you, you know, you can't do that. You have to, you have to use a, a machine that actually touches it a certain way and puts it in with a certain force and always aligns correctly and so on. So look, if suddenly everybody in your facility started punch, putting in chips on boards with manual labor, you'd be like, well, no wonder we have quality problems. By the same token, meetings that are done the way they are now, it's just a, it's a crime. It's a sin. It's silly. Um, so, so. Putting up agendas, using agendas, and putting up the clock and saying, hey, we're going to stay on time. People, when they when they get the bug, they're going to say, wow, that worked great. Everybody was constantly looking at the clock and how much time do I have? Okay, I'm going to save my comment for later. I'm going to send it to Mike in the email. I'm not going to worry about it right now. And it's not that important because if it was that important, I'd have made it right early, um, early in the discussion. So, yeah, it, it, yeah it's absolutely. A- yeah, I mean, the, the agendas are confidence builders as as well as uh, an audience respect move, I think. Yeah. You, look, you feel better about what you're doing, um, that you've thought about it in advance. It appears that you feel better because you can post it in front of everybody. And there will be people who raise their eyebrows and go, man, that was pretty bold. Well, and they're thinking that it'll be you against the audience when, in fact, that's not the case. It'll be you and everybody else in the audience who wants to get done on time against the one person who wants to fall on his or her sword. And quite frankly, there are rare cases where falling on your sword is good. Although I did have a conversation with somebody recently and they said, yeah, I'm going to fall on my sword about this. And I said, do you understand what that means? That means if you don't get your way, you quit. Or you get fired. You're willing to get fired over this, right? Oh, no, no, no. I just meant it was important to me. Okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. There's a big difference between fall on your sword and it's important to you. Um, so, yeah, it's absolutely a confidence builder for you in that you're saying, hey, I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there, folks. We're going to get through all this stuff. And I'm going to make it easy for you to check on how I'm doing. Of course, the, the, the upside of that is everyone else knows how they're doing too, and they realize they're contributing to being on track or off track, and so it makes it better. And it's definitely a move for respect for the audience, saying, look, I know you're smart. I know you're going to be checking the time. I know you're going to be checking the agenda. I want you to. And if you're smart about this, you're going to help me get there. I respect you to help me get there as well. It works. It just works brilliantly. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we said post it where everyone can see it, but it, it goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyways, is post it where you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, if you're going to post it, you, you may think that you know what the agenda is by heart, but you're going to need reminders during the meeting. You're going to. 
having the clock right next to it, wherever it is, um, makes it so easy for you when someone is droning on to take a quick look at the clock, to know what time it is, look at the agenda and think, how much time do I have before the next item? Uh, by the way, durations don't do that. You just look and say it's 3.15 and you look and you say 3.30 is the next start time after 3.15. How am I doing relative to where I am on the agenda item I'm doing right now? And then you make a decision about speeding up or slowing down, which as a meeting facilitator, as a meeting leader, that's what you're constantly asking yourself. Where am I? Where do I need to be right now? And does that mean speeding up or slowing down? Good. So okay. you've got to be able to see it. You're right. Good. Okay. So now let's talk about how to present during the meeting. We talked about what to do before and what Im- immediately before, but right. how, how do we present during the meeting using the agenda? Okay. So you've got your flip chart. It's, it's posted on the wall, right? Uh, it's, it's, uh, okay. Maybe it's post-it notes uh, type, or maybe it's, maybe it's thumbtacked, or maybe it's, uh, uh, maybe it's masking tape. Oh, and one more thing. If you're in a, if you're in a large ballroom, Mike, and they have those, um, what do they call them? Air walls, I think they call them, that, that fold up accordion style and go into uh, little closets in the wall, right? They usually do this in large hotel ballrooms. They break them down into salons, individual salons. And, and, um, those, I think those are called air walls. Usually they're steel or metal with a very thin, um, uh, carpet-like uh, or woven covering. And usually flip chart paper, sticky paper won't work, and masking tape won't work all day, and thumbtacks or, or push pins definitely won't work. The one thing that will work is something called T-pins. They're about three, two inches long. They're very, very sharp. And at the very top of the metal pin, instead of having a push pin like top, they just have it bent over in the, in the shape of a very narrow T. And what you do is you push that vertically, not, not horizontally, not directly into the wall, but you push it vertically through the loops of the carpet on the wall. Um, after having putting it, put it through your flip chart paper and you can hang anything on it. They're called T pins and you can ask the hotel and they'll round them up for you. And, um, that's another little, minor point that's not in the show notes that sometimes people call me and say, you know, I put up all the show, I had all the, had all the flip charts, but we couldn't put them up anywhere because they wouldn't let us put it on the walls and we couldn't figure out how to get them onto the, the air wall. Well, that's how you get them on the air wall. They're called T pins. Um, and nobody can have mine by the way, because I have some <laughs> and I keep them with me. Okay. Um, how to present during the meeting. You have to stand next to the agenda. And there are people who don't. They want to. They want to be close to their flip chart. They want to be close to their PowerPoint slides or what have you. And then there are those people who stand in the light from the projector, which, and cast a shadow of their head, the size of a watermelon on the slide. <laughs> and they wonder why people are moving left and right to see the slide. Um, look, you have to go over to the agenda, the one able to be seen by most, if not all, in the room. Your presence there next to the agenda reinforces the commitment. It tells them where they should be looking. Okay. It basically draws their eyes to where you want it to be when they think about time during the day. Not looking down at their watch, not trying to find the slide that you didn't give them or that you did give them, but it's 20 slides back. Okay. You want them looking at the agenda that's posted on the wall. You can't do this from the agenda PowerPoint slide because they'll think about that slide and not about the charts. And as I said, they're going to go looking for it. What's more, the moment they start looking for something, they lose focus on what you're wanting them to do. Okay? If they're looking for a slide, which they may or may not have, they're going to be scrambling around, and that means you lose their value in the present in the discussion that you're having. So, 
And after that, once they find the slide, then they have to look at the clock, figure out what time it is, put it all together, put it right over there. You stand next to it, reinforce. This is the agenda. This is what we're following. The fact that everybody looks at a single document means that for the rest of the time, rest of the day, they're going to be looking at it. Okay. I think a lot of folks are surprised that we want them looking at the agenda and figuring out how things are going since most meetings are, <laughs> are always behind. Yeah. And we, 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 you've mentioned that before. And I think you're totally right. Um, that people are going to be surprised, and we have two rebuttals to that. First of all, folks, we want people thinking about the agenda. The problem is, right now, they're thinking about time. That's your enemy. Time is the resource constraint, okay? The more they think about time, the less they think about the agenda and the work, they start thinking about what they're missing because the time is being stolen away from other things that they could be doing not in the in the meeting. They start thinking about what they're missing rather than what can be accomplished while they're there where they're supposed to be. And secondly, the more people who are aware of the constraints, and, and we've I've said this probably 20 times, the more you're aware, your, your audience is aware of the constraints in the meeting, the more people will be trying to help you get there. Yeah, and that's what we want. Yeah. Okay. And stand to the audience left of the agenda. Yeah, this is, I've learned this from the hard way. Every once in a while I flip it around and, and if the audience is looking at me and I post the agenda, let's say on their left, in other words, not directly in the front, but on the left side. And then I walk over to the agenda and I don't walk in front of it. And so now I'm standing to the right of an agenda. It doesn't work. It's much easier to point to the times of the agenda. If you're standing to the left-hand side of the agenda as the audience looks at it, okay? Uh, if you stand on the right, as I have done, you actually have to reach across the topics themselves in order to point to the times if, if in fact, somebody has a question. And you want everybody reading the topics so you don't want to cover them up when you're talking about the timing of the day. Right. And one one small point, which is where you use your left hand, that one that is closest to the agenda, to point not using your right hand, which, of course, if you did, you'd have to reach across your body and essentially turn your back on the audience, which we don't want to do. That's a pretty standard. That's a great point. You're right. That's a standard presentation uh, technique, which is always point uh, with with the arm closest to the thing you're pointing to so you don't have to turn that that shoulder away. And and if you point 10 times to a document that's on your left side and you point 10 times with your right arm by the 10th point, you're going to, you have your back to the audience. And then, and then what you're doing, it's actually not having your back to the audience is so bad. It's you're end up craning over your right shoulder in this particular case and talking out of the side of your mouth and half of the audience can't hear you. So don't do it. Point with the left hand while you're standing to the audience's left of your agenda. Okay. And during the meeting, we cover every, every item. Yep, every single item, the, the welcome, the purpose, the agenda, the ground rules, the introductions, all, all that stuff in, in those types of meetings, you cover every single item. You literally walk down and go over every item, no matter how big or how small it is. Yeah, covering the welcome and purpose, that that's a great one, right? Yeah, I, I am. it's funny. People just skip it because they say, okay, we've already done that. Um, because, look, the welcome and purpose are already done, right? So, well, we don't have to, well, we don't have to talk about that. But here's the thing. If you schedule them for five minutes, which is our recommendation, five minutes for welcome, five minutes for purpose, and now the next thing is agenda, um, they've probably taken less time than you've scheduled. And so the first couple of items will be positive examples of using the agenda. You may be three or four minutes ahead and that you've posted it and people see it. And many folks 
think about skipping this, but actually it's an early win. You're ahead of schedule. It's worth chalking up to your advanced preparation. People say, wow, we're already five minutes ahead. That's good. Yeah. And include brakes and energizers, right? Look, yeah, if, if you have brakes and energizers during the day and they're scheduled, they should be on the agenda. And if they're on the agenda, they get a line for each brake or each energizer. Um, and so you cover them. People love scheduled brakes and energizers, um, particularly for day-long meetings. Um, and telling people about it in advance helps people get comfortable with a longer schedule because they know they're going to take breaks, right? right? So you scheduling them means you'll get them focused. You'll be able to keep them focused for an hour, although later in the day, generally, we start shortening those hours to 50 minutes. Um, it makes people feel comfortable that what they know about meetings, which is we can't go all day without a break or an energizer, um, they know that they're going to be they're, they're being shown respect. I was recently talking to an executive who said, um, they went from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. They didn't have a break at all, ever, other than for lunch, and lunch was shortened to 45 minutes. And these are professional presenters that are presenting to hundreds of people in a large ballroom or salon or something like that. And then at, at 4.45 or 4.50, they say, hey, look, we're going to go over about 45 minutes. Oh. I, oh. I mean, I was like, what, what are you paying these people? Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want your business, but only Toledo. Well, these are professionals? Yeah, I, oh, no, I, they actually were executives uh, from another part of our organization that were helping out. Well, Ooh. look, if it was my my group that they were talking to. I'd take them aside and say, look, don't do that again. Here's how we do agendas in this group. If you can't do this, you ain't coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I put an end to that right away. Look, if, if you don't cover the breaks when you're going over the agenda, um, and or they're not on the agenda itself, I mean, people are going – they know you're going to take breaks or right. at least – in any other case other than the example you just shared. But they're going to be wasting tons of mental CPUs trying to figure out when those breaks are going to take place. So what's more, depending upon the age, depending upon the level of of, uh, of the manager or executive or individual contributor or whatever, if you don't announce your schedule breaks, everyone will take them when they think they need them. Yeah. And the longer you go with a big topic, the more you're essentially going to lose people all at once when you're not scheduled to do so, or you're going to be losing various people throughout the day. When you put that on top of the fact that their phones are going to be buzzing or they're going to want to do email or whatever else, you're going to have a very diffuse, very ineffective group very quickly without putting breaks and energizers on those longer meetings. Yeah, let's, let's be clear what you mean there, though. They're, they're going to take breaks when they need them. They may be yeah. sitting at the chair in front of you. You just don't. You just won't know that they're taking a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We when we go over agendas, you and I are often fond of saying, um, "Okay, look, we're going to have breaks. We're going to schedule them every hour." And the reason we do that is because we know that every human being takes a break every hour. And if we don't schedule it, they just take it sitting right in front of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So so while you're going over the agenda, discuss what and the why of each. Yeah. When you talk about each line, you say at 820, we're going to do X, at 920, we're going to do Y, whatever. So after you say what you're doing in the particular item, in other words, um, you know, at 830, we'll start our discussion that's designed to um, allow us to approve our quarterly budget. What you want to do in addition to that is sell it a little bit. It may take one or two or maybe even three sentences. Every single agenda item shouldn't get three sentences. Um, those that are more important get more sentences, if you will. Uh, but no more than three sentences for anyone. It might, might sound, sound like this. We're going to figure out how to cut the budget here. It's important and no sense in dragging it out. We'll make it fast and we'll have done with it. Basically, what you want to do is create some anticipation and 
Perhaps you want to shape the discussion a little bit and say, we're not going to talk about X. We're going to talk specifically about Y. That was agreed in advance. Um, and further, you want to be using words. When I say that you want to sell it a little bit, you want to use words that make people sit up and notice. And that means words that have emotional content. The, the going over the agenda is not just reading what's on the chart. They, generally speaking, we find that most people in large corporations and small corporations tend to be adults. Therefore, they usually have the whole reading thing down pretty well. So you don't need to really read things to them. Although there are many of you who try and they say, you stand in front of us and read the slides for us. And then you read a little bit and then turn your head back to us and then read a little bit and then go back to the slide. And we just love that so much. Uh, we should do it more I always for some it. other company besides ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you want to use some emotionally charged words like fun or surprise you or easy or this is going to be challenging stuff or key point not to be missed or most valuable part of the day. Those kind of things are designed to motivate people to understand what you're trying to get across and to keep them focused on the agenda all day or all morning or whatever it might be. So you want to use those words. You want to sell. You want to take that second or third sentence to describe more detail. You don't want to describe details about uh, about the inner workings. You want to give details about why it's going to be valuable, why it's on the agenda. You're essentially supporting your own use of the agenda and motivating them to stay with you throughout however long the agenda is. Right. And then we promise to be on time, which really motivates folks. Yeah. To be done on time is essentially the, the underlying promise of every agenda. Uh, unless, of course, your agenda ends on a time later than when it's the meeting schedule. I actually <laughs> went to a couple of meetings like that. And it was a two-hour meeting. And I looked up and there was a four-hour agenda. And I said, hey, uh, I think you got some math wrong here. He says, no, no, we just can't get it done in two hours. I said, well, good <laughs> luck with that third and fourth hour of this agenda. <laughs> and he he was stunned that people left after two hours. Um, look, when you finish going through all the items, you've walked through the entire you're, – you're standing next to the agenda. You've walked through everything. The last thing is you're done. And so you actually commit verbally to being done. It might sound like this. Help me stay on track and we'll be done on time or maybe even early. And basically, you're just dangling that in front of the audience saying, look, if we apply some common sense and we follow the agenda, we'll be done on time and we'll get everything done, which is so rare that people will think they've been given a Christmas present. Um, this is absolutely a sales job designed to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the overall agenda so that we can get everything done when we said we would. Good. Now, now we, we want to, like you said, it's going to be, might be uncomfortable for some folks, but we're going to encourage feedback regarding timeliness during the meeting. Yeah. Look, tell your audience that the reason you did all this is to show respect for their time and to get everything done. Remember, this is, even if you're not presenting the entire time, it still is about the audience. Okay. You put the agenda next to the clock to let them help you keep track. You actually tell them, look, the clock's here to help you look and to see where we are and where we need to be. Tell everybody to speak up if we get off track on something, right? If everybody is, we make everybody sort of a junior or a miniature facilitator. And that way, if you get on one of your uh, soapboxes or pet peeves or tangents, they can say, hey, wait, time out, Mark, <laughs> soapbox. Uh, I've actually heard that in meetings. And, and, uh, um, no, you're kidding yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good about agendas, except when 
I get like a dog with a bone, like everybody else, right? And and having everybody become a a an associate facilitator, if you will, um, because you've posted it, um, and have them be able to raise their hand and say, "Hey, look, we're off track here. Can we put this in the parking lot and come back to it?" Everybody will just jump on that and go, "Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's get done on time." <laughs> yeah. So encourage them. Look at the agenda, and when they wonder on when when they wonder where they are about time, help you drive to a winning end, which is completing everything on the agenda in the time you said you would. Good. Wow. <laughs> I don't think anybody can ever accuse us of not covering these topics in uh, incredible detail. Yeah, I think this is, you know, it's funny if people say, well, I feel like I'm getting an MBA. Well, they ain't teaching this in MBA courses. And yet, this is the kind of basic blocking and tackling that managers have to deal with. And some people learn it after 10 or 15 years in their organization. And that's great. We want people to learn it. But why should we wait? Um, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love it if every, every young college graduate or every person from university or, uh, even skilled technicians came in and knew how to run a meeting? It's not rocket science. Um, none of this stuff we talked about is complex. It's the only reason it's hard to do is because the organization isn't doing it. And there's an institutional inertia to say, well, let's not be too different because you wouldn't want to be the, the, the the nail that sticks up that gets pounded in with a hammer. Um, You asked me why wouldn't I love it? have you not figured out yet why I'm doing this? <laughs> this, this is this is this is all designed. I'm going to spend the next like five years, ten years of my life building this incredible library of details, and then uh, go back in the corporate world and just have this thing to present to my folks when they show up in the organization. That's that's yeah, my whole strategy here. <laughs> well, you're going to get promoted a few times after you start doing that, and you're high enough that you don't need to be promoted too 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 long before you're going to be running something big. And, I, and I'll be able to tell people, yeah, he, he, I worked with him. I was lucky enough to be his partner for a while. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Suck, sucking all this stuff up out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, why don't you go over it one more time just to, to be sure that we have covered it in enough detail. Okay, so we had, three, we had three parts. What to do in advance. So prepared well before. Use multiple colors despite our some of our yes. discomfort with that. Use plain flip chart paper. Um, we, we like, we both like the, the gridded ones, but but flip chart paper nonetheless. Right. Can't, you can't get away with using only one slide in your PowerPoint as your agenda. doesn't work. People go back and forth, and they're not focused on the meeting and the agenda in the way we'd like them to. One line per item, and each item has two or three columns at most. The, right. the time, the agenda item, and maybe, perhaps, the owner. Okay? What to do right right before. Post the agenda where everyone can see it, where you can see it as well. Right. And then during the meeting, stand next to it. You're, you'll be standing to the left. The audience is left of the agenda. Right. Using your left hand to point to it. There you go. Cover each item. Promise to be done on time. And encourage feedback regarding timeliness during the meeting. There you go. That's it. That's it. Simple. Thanks, partner. See you later. Well, thanks, everyone. I hope you found that useful and put it to work immediately. As always, we appreciate your feedback and comments and uh, encourage you to join us on the discussion forums at www.managertools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. Until next week, so long. So long.